May I speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let me start with the obvious. You guys look pretty fabulous. What a gift it is to be back. What a gift to see your smiling faces in this beautiful room, to be surrounded by the praises and prayers of the saints who have worshiped in this place for 212 years. Having spent 10 of those years with you, it fills my heart with joy to be back with you this day and to celebrate this Consecration Sunday with you. And so I'm so grateful, Brenda, for the invitation. It really means a lot. Speaking of Brenda, (laughs) I know it's not time to say goodbye yet. You still have many happy months together to celebrate what you have done and are doing together. But can we just take a minute today to thank this incredible woman for what she has done in this place for 26 years. Would you please join with me? that, by the way. (laughs) One of the things I love about Brenda is that it's never actually been about her. She has never once referred to you as my church. She doesn't have any illusion that this is Brenda Husson's church, just as it wasn't Mark Anschutz's church, or Hayes Rockwell's church, or John Coburn's church, or Tui Consolving's church, or Horst Donegan's church, or anybody else's church other than Jesus Christ's church. For 26 years, Brenda has stood among you like John the Baptist, pointing beyond herself to Jesus, calling us to walk in his ways and to trust in his love, to experience his grace and his mercy and his power for ourselves, and then to share that mercy and that love as freely as we know how. Brenda has done everything in her power as your rector to point toward Jesus. She knows that this is his church. And because she knows that, she also knows that it's your church. Priests, we come and go. I'm living proof of that. I had 10 great years with you. Brenda, by the time it's done, will have had 27. But priests come and go. It's you. You are the risen body of Christ. You are the church in this place. You together have everything you need to be Jesus' church in this time, for this neighborhood, for this city, for this moment. You have everything you need to fulfill your mission, to actively share the love of Jesus Christ with each other, the city, and the world. You are the church, the risen body of Christ, the hands and feet of Christ called to know the mind of Christ, that you would share the love of Christ. And so part of what fills my heart with joy this day as you walk through this season of transition is that I know, 
I know with every fiber of my being that you can be that church in this time, that you will be that church in this time, because you have been that church in so many times. And the Spirit of God is here, filling this place and leading you forward. Thanks be to God for that. In thinking about being with you today, my mind has been drawn to think about time. It was two and a half years ago that I stood in that pulpit and said goodbye to you to an empty church through a camera lens. And it was 14 years ago tomorrow, sorry, 12 years ago tomorrow on November 14th, 12 years ago tomorrow that we celebrated our bicentennial. The church was absolutely packed. There was not a seat that could be had anywhere. Our presiding bishop at the time, Catherine Jeffords Shorey, was here as our preacher. And I remember carrying that gospel book out into that aisle to read the gospel you just heard. Because I was not even a priest yet, just a deacon. And it's the deacon's job to read the gospel. And so I remember standing right out there with acolytes, not unlike the ones we have today, thinking to myself, I'm so glad I don't have to preach on that gospel. <laughs> what is she going to do with that? Not so lucky today. That passage we have from Luke chapter 21 is not one a preacher might choose for a happy celebration like a bicentennial or a consecration Sunday. Known as the Lucan apocalypse, it speaks of the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and a subsequent period of conflict and upheaval, confusion and fear. Wars and rumors of wars, persecution, betrayal by relatives and friends. All true enough, sadly all part of the human experience and even the life of faith, but not exactly the kind of things you pick for a happy day like this, and certainly not when you're about to ask people for money. And yet, as I've sat with this text, as I've prayed with this text, I've come to believe that there is something profoundly important for us to hear in it. Perhaps this might be the perfect text for Consecration Sunday. Because Jesus addresses head-on the elephant in the room, which is our anxiety, our anxiety about loss and change. The context is that the disciples have finally made their way to Jerusalem. Palm Sunday is just a few days before. They find themselves in the big city, looking up at the temple like tourists look up at buildings across this city. And they are so impressed by what they see. Jesus catches them admiring the magnificent temple, those enormous stones, that intricate detail. And he knows what they see in it. They see something permanent, stable, unchanging. And if you've ever been to the Holy Land or perhaps are going this winter with Brenda, then you'll know that those stones that make up the Temple Mount really do seem permanent, stable, and unchanging. They are incredible. 
you can see how the disciples would be taken in. But Jesus wants more for them. He wants to invite them into deeper faith. And so he says this. Look around. Look around. Look at this temple. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? The stones, they're pretty amazing, aren't they? But don't trick yourself into thinking they'll never change, because they will. Only the God that they point to will remain unchanged. Everything else rises and falls, ebbs and flows, lives and dies. Look around, Jesus says to his disciples. Look at the things that matter most to you in your life, your family, your security, your social standing, the affection of your peers. All this, too, might change. For Jesus knows what is coming his way in just a few short days, and he knows, too, that his disciples will face a time of persecution, struggle, and hardship, too. Look around, he invites them. Face head on into the thing that scares you most, the worst that could come your way, and by staring it down, rob it of its power. Look around. And remember that because God is with you and God is for you, and because you have one another along the way, you don't have anything to worry about. God will give you the words you need. God will save every hair on your head. By your endurance, by your faith, you will save your souls. Look around, Jesus says to us today. No, really, look around. Look at this amazing room, this temple of God's presence in our lives. Look at the amazing people who are sitting on either side of you. Look at this incredible leader and remember the leaders who have been and the leaders who will come. Look at the circumstances of your life, the things that matter most to you. Look around and take a deep breath. Look around, take heart, and be brave. Because while things change, God never changes. While things may come to an end, with God there is always more. Things ebb and flow, they rise and they fall, and yet Christ and his love are the still point at the center of the universe. A love that never changes, a mercy that knows no bounds, a life that death cannot hold, and a power that can make all things new. Friends, it's Consecration Sunday. On a practical level, that means that it's the day that you're invited to make your 2023 financial commitments to sustain and strengthen and grow the mission of God in this place. Investing yourself in the things that really matter most the work that has taken place here for 212 years and will take place for 212 more. 
And that's a good and a holy thing. And I know, because I know you, that you will be as generous as you possibly can be to that work, to equip this parish with the resources it needs to do the work God is calling it to do. But Consecration Sunday isn't just about your pledge. It's about the whole of your life. It's a chance to step back and to think about the big picture amid the changes and chances of this life, amid the ebbs and flows, the rising and falling, am I investing myself in what really matters? Am I careful about what I give my heart to, where I place my trust? Am I using the things that God has given me to love God and love neighbor? Friends, it's been said and Christ has shown us through his life, death, and resurrection that there is only one thing that does not pass away, and that is love. Love poured into our hearts by our Heavenly Father, love shown us on the cross and in the empty tomb, love breathed among us by the winds of the Holy Spirit. Love is the only thing that grows as you give it away. Christ calls us into his way of love. And so the question is, will we follow? Will we be all in? Will we offer ourselves, our souls and our bodies, our time, our talent, and our treasure to the work of love that Christ is calling us to in this place and beyond? Look around. No, really, look around. You have everything you need to walk in that way of love and to be the church that Christ is calling you to be. Things change, but Jesus Christ doesn't. So let's be all in. After all, as Brenda knows, we're Jesus's church and he's all in, all in. And that will never, ever, ever change. <laughs>